Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole, and you know our experts are all provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics on this show. And today we're talking about children and reading and instilling that love of reading in our children. And especially now during this pandemic, as a parent, I love to read. And I want my kids to love to read, which is not as easy to get them to do as you might imagine. But when you share a book together, when you discuss it, there's just nothing quite like it. And here to join us today is Dr. Depesh Navsaria. He's a pediatrician and spokesman for the AAP, and he's also an associate professor of pediatrics at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health. Dr. Navsaria, I'm so glad to have you with us. What a great topic. As I said in my intro, I love reading so much. Why is sharing a love of reading with our children, why does it make such a difference? Why is it so important, especially with our little guys? Thank you so much. I'm pleased to be here. So we know that the act of sharing a book uh, between a child and a loving, caring adult, whether it's a parent, a grandparent, aunt, uncle, really anyone, does so much, even from the early days of life for even little infants. Uh, It lets them hear your voice. It lets them see that you're responding to when they point at something or when they ask what something is uh, or they want to discuss what's going on in the story with you. We know that early relationships, these back and forth interactions with uh, young children and the adults around them are what really help develop brains that help build all the developmental skills that children need. So books are a great route for that. It it kind of provides a a, a scaffold in a sense. And being able to allow for that uh, through shared book reading from a young age uh, really does more than just the development of loving books or reading, but it really develops all sorts of things. Well, it certainly does. And boy, I remember so fondly all those nights, my son would bring me this stack of books and I would laugh and say, you want to read all those? And yes, mommy. And and now, of course, they're in their late teens, both my kids. And it's different now. During this pandemic, Dr. Navsaria, what have you seen happening with reading with kids. I mean, I tried to get my kids to read books this summer and they were not having it. But with the little ones, gosh, this is such a great time to really get them into some wonderful books that they can remember. And also, as you said, when you start reading when you're young and you really develop this love for it, it carries you through your whole life. Yeah, so certainly for young children uh, that already have have good associations with books, they'll they'll show up with those piles and say, "Please, please, let's read more and more." And sometimes as parents, it's like, "Oh no, not not eighty more books." Um, but really, given that so many families are spending time together at home, uh, books are a great way to pass that time together. As children grow older, well. You know, their interests change and what they want to do change. Some become more independent. Um, some want to do other things. I think the key with with choosing to read is really indeed that, is making it a choice. Um, offering children the ability to pick out books um, the, on topics that they're interested in. Even if it's a book that, you know, the topic might make you cringe a little like, oh, that this seems like it's an ad for a toy. Yeah, what? You know what? Let, let them read it. It's fine. 
Um, it's absolutely okay. And uh, sometimes they might find, oh, well, I enjoyed this book. Um, this other book here that's along the same lines might be interesting. Uh, and really giving them the space to really uh, have that agency, right? That ability to pick what they want to read uh, will help them maintain that love of reading and not move away from it as a, no, I don't want to do this because you're telling me to do it. Well, that's kind of exactly what happens as they get a little older. Doctor, we realize those little guys, they love to cuddle up with us and read those millions of books. And as they get a little older and they have to do stuff for school, they don't want to read for pleasure as much. They want to spend their time, I don't know, on TikTok and Instagram and such. And my daughter and I started listening to Harry Potter and she followed along. We've done that three times now, the whole series, because now she absolutely loves it. And I was trying to get her into all those books in her tweens. You know, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, and all of these wonderful books for tweens. So speak about that age and how we can get them to love reading and to realize that reading for school and reading for pleasure are two completely different things. That's a great question, and I think that it, it really comes back to that idea of choice. If, if children are, feel like they have a choice and it's not yet another assignment like a school book can be, then they're much more likely to say, oh, yes, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll spend time reading this. The other thing is we sometimes think that once children can read and read fluently that we can stop reading aloud to them, right? They, they don't need us anymore. The thing is people still like being read to. I mean, for crying out loud, why do adults like audiobooks? Well, it's it's like having someone read out loud to you. Uh, so really, um, I, I read to my kids um, until the end of eighth grade, uh, every night that I wasn't working call or anything. Uh, not because they, they had trouble reading, but because it was our time together. Uh, the only reason we stopped, well, honestly, was as, you know, sports practices and other things started to get in the way. It just became very challenging. The other thing is audiobooks are, are actually a great approach. Uh, sometimes it's nice for anyone, adults included, but children too, to turn off the part of our brain that needs to decode words off of uh, a piece of paper and to just listen to the narrative, the language, the flow, and all of that. So there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, I'm going to listen to this in an audiobook form or, or something like that. And it can give them those sorts of options. And I'll tell you, um, long car trips, we, uh, we would regularly pick out um, long books that were on audiobook and listen to it as a family. And uh, I still remember coming back from a trip driving out to Washington, D.C. We were on the very last pages of uh, uh, Philip Pullman's The Golden Compass, and we pulled in after hours of driving at home, and we all just sat in the car for an extra five minutes. We could finish the book because no one wanted to, like, stop right there. See, that's what I love, and that's why I love the Harry Potter books. I don't know if you've listened to them doctor but they you know the man who does it he puts it on for you he puts on a play he does all the voices and we have done the same thing where we did not want to get out of the car because we were listening to this man put on this performance like nothing you've ever heard and so really it is amazing now let's move just a little bit into our teenagers because again they're reading maybe shakespeare they're reading stuff they maybe don't love but is really great for them to read do you think with digital everything that books are going away? Is there a way we can get our teenagers to pick up a book, whether it is, you know, 
the secret garden or something a little bit more adult than that and get them to read some of these things. I did get my son to read The Kite Runner, and he actually really liked it. But I haven't gotten him to read a book since. He's 20, and it's very difficult. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, so first of all, some some literature is actually better listened to than than not. So I, I, I was an English major as, a, as an undergrad. So um, I will tell you that I think Shakespeare is far more understandable when you listen to it or watch the play than than it is to read it uh, out loud. There's nothing wrong with reading it. It just uh, it's it was written as a play. It wasn't written as as uh, as a novel. I think trying to make sure that children have, uh, that we're thinking carefully about what they're doing that might interfere with the choice to read, like digital media and, and so on, and that's obviously a different uh, topic that we, we can discuss, but um, making sure that the, the lure of digital media and of the advertising and the marketing that can really draw kids away from reading, that we're putting reasonable, not not stringent, but reasonable restrictions so that books become an option uh, and then become an option that they actually say, wow, I really enjoy this. And again, letting them make a selection or letting other adults um, help them with those selections. Sometimes, you know, as parents, you know, kids don't always listen to us as much as we'd like to think, but being able to uh, go to a librarian, even virtually through a virtual reference desk and say, hey, I really liked this book. Um, how can I find more like it? Uh, they can offer some great suggestions and often kids will take that up. See, that's a great suggestion right there. And a lot of times now with everything being virtual, you can go to your online library and it will make suggestions for you based on what you had read before, and kids can even read these books now on their phones or on their computers, and not to replace librarians because they have the absolute best advice about books that you want, but it, but for our kids, it can work that way as we wrap up. And what a great segment on the importance of reading. Interlink what's going on now with this pandemic with families, feeling that physical distance with our friends and their friends and trying to get that reading, that love of reading outside of school, different than what they have to do in school. Right now during this pandemic, how can we come together as a family, maybe even get a little stronger by sharing something as wonderful as a book together? Yeah, I completely agree. I think, um, uh, you know, something like uh, regular reading time together as a family, reading aloud can offer some structure. Uh, books may be a little more challenging to get for some families, particularly with restrictions on public libraries being open. But a lot of libraries have done a good job with trying to make electronic copies available that you can just download. Um, and there are people even reading out loud on on YouTube. Uh, there's, there's clips out there from uh, a variety of organizations that have done that uh, in an effort, again, to provide some of that structure, that balance, and, and that feeling of connection that I think really can happen. And the other thing is there's actually examples in great literature of um, societies that have faced big uh, challenges and big concerns as families. Um, people often don't remember that the Chronicles of Narnia, that the reason the Pevensey children are in this big old house out in the country is because they were sent away from London uh, because of uh, the World War II, uh, uh, the bombing that was going on. And uh, that's really the, the context and the background for the entire series is what 
what this what these children are doing uh, at a very societally challenging time. I couldn't agree more. And boy, do I love that series. And I also, parents for, if you have young girls, the Little House series is also an amazing series to read based on real things that a child can maybe use their imagination to imagine what it was like back then. So there are so many things that you can do with books and such a world you can open up for your kids. Thank you so much, Dr. Navsaria. This is such a great episode. And parents, Share this show with your friends and your family who have little kids, who have tweens, and want to get them to read because he gave some really great information and advice here today. And you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are played. But we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. For Healthy Children, the American Academy of Pediatrics and Radio MD, I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.